0: 3
1: Of the Brick House,
2: where the takes don't miss. All right, so
1: today we obviously got to go over that Harden trade. Nick, how are you feeling as a uh, proud member of the New York uh, or the Brooklyn? My bad, Brooklyn Nets. As a
2: yes, sir. So I uh, overall, I'm happy about the trade because I think now that we have James Harden along with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, if he ever decides to come back. Like, I firmly believe we are the best team in the NBA, and we have the best shot at winning, like, the championship. Like, three guys like that who can basically just go and get a bucket for themselves against anyone whenever they want. Like, how do you stop that, you know? And a lot of people say we gave up a lot of depth in that trade. And, like, we did give up some depth for sure. But you really think about it. We gave up Rodion's Kuroots, who was riding our bench ever (laughs) since he choked out his girlfriend and screamed that he wanted to kill himself. I didn't even hear
0: about
2: that. Yeah, dude. After his rookie year, he was playing so well. I remember, I was just on my phone one day, and I thought Rodion's was going to be so good. And I see the notification. It was like, Rodion's Kuroots arrested for assaulting girlfriend, allegedly choked her while screaming that he wanted to kill himself or something like that. So, dude, who knows? But <laughs> ever since that moment, that man has been stuck on our bench. So, like, it's not like we're losing a rotation player there. And, uh, Torian Prince is trash, dude. So, like, yeah. who cares that we're losing him? And, uh, Jarrett Allen, like, you got, you guys know how I feel about Jarrett Allen. Like, a lot of people said that was a huge loss, but he, like, just gets bullied in the paint all the time. Like, he was definitely looking better this year, looking stronger. Yeah. But, like, his touch on offense wasn't looking any better like this man has no touch he like clangs hooks all game and just watching it was making me go insane so even though he's like honestly kind of decent I'm not that mad that he's gone because watching him just really annoyed me sometimes yeah and we still have DeAndre who's a big body in the paint that can like at least deter people from going in there so it's really not that big of a loss. Plus, you and get now Claxton clutching. can yeah. develop. Yeah, dude. So, I think it's I think it's a good trade. And I'm sad we lost Levert, but like just because we have Harden replacing him, like it works out perfectly. And unfortunate. And it, unfortunately, it's looking like I mean prayers up for Levert, but we kind of traded him at the right time. You know.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Facts. I was gonna ask
2: you about that. I was gonna say, do you feel bad for Karis? Yeah, dude, definitely. I hope it's ass. I hope it's nothing too serious. Like all they said was a small mass, so I hope it's not cancer or anything like that. But suck. Uh, Yeah, dude. I, I just hope it's like something that doesn't need to be worried about and he get back out on the floor because I was so excited to see him play with the Pacers. Like I thought he was gonna be a beast. Like I thought he'd be the perfectly. Yeah, he was slotted right into Oladipo's old spot, had a big role in their offense. Yeah, probably had more freedom than on the Nets. I feel like he would have started going off. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think in that trade, every team got better.
1: Oh yeah, well I don't even understand why they did the three the what was it three way or four way, three way. I don't even understand why. Was it just to, to balance out salaries or something?
2: Probably. Well, uh, I don't know why the Rockets uh, decided to trade LeVert away for. Uh, Oladipo, like if I were them, I would have rather had Lavert on my team, especially considering Oladipo is an expiring deal. Oh, that's. Deal. and Christian Wood are like the same age. Yeah, because the Nets traded, uh, like the Pacers weren't involved until they sent Oladipo to. Well, actually, m- maybe like that's what I thought at first, but maybe the Nets ended up just trading Karis to the Pacers. It, I don't show. know. It's really confusing. Because like I know first-round first... pick
1: went to the Rockets. Yeah, team. we they're sent they're a them a separate like... one.
2: Yeah, yeah there was s- a couple.
1: From Milwaukee or something.
2: The reason I'm thinking that is because apparently I saw today, I think, that, like, the Nets also sent a second-round pick to the Pacers, like, along with Karis LeVert. Yeah. So I think maybe he was just an extra part in the trade. But originally, when I saw it come out, they made it seem like we traded, like, Harris and like all these picks and uh, what's his name? Uh, Torian to the Rockets and then Jarrett and, and not Jaren Jarrett to the Cavs and then we got Harden,
1: yeah, that's right. And then
2: after the Pacers traded uh, Oladipo to the wow. Rockets for Lavert. That's what I thought happened, but maybe that's not what happened. Nah, it's yeah, all confusing it all on with one. these. With these like multiple team trades, it's always just so confusing to figure out like exactly who sent who where. For yeah, real. I, yeah, I think Houston did get a couple picks though.
1: Oh, yeah, they got a lot them. of picks. four yeah. or, or four or five, four from the Nets and then one from somewhere else. I don't know if it was the Pacers or the Cavs, but dude, and essentially plus the pick swaps too.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like essentially, they got like nine picks from the Nets because like we're either like pick swapping or giving them our pick for the next, like, five years. Not, yeah. not five years, like nine years. Yeah, <laughs> eight or something.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. honestly, I, I think every team, though, wor- like, worked out. I had a question for you, Nick, though, as a Brooklyn fan. When or if Kyrie comes back, how do you think that's going to work when, with him and Harden on the floor, both ball-dominant
2: players? Well, the reason I think it could work is because, one – Harden has shown – even in his debut, dude, the man put up a triple-double. And, like, two years ago, he led the league in uh, assists per game. Like, the man has shown that he's an elite facilitator. So, I feel like he'll be able to, like, be more of a distributor on the nets and let Kyrie, like, be more of a scorer and play to his strengths. Yeah. That's
0: that's kind of what I was asking, though, because I know he – like, he's a very, very good facilitator. So, like – essentially like my question would be what do you think Kyrie's role is going to be more now because i like i know Kyrie scores off the dribble a lot like he's not mm. like a catch and shoot type player so like how do you think that will work
2: yeah i think Kyrie i think he's going to like take the ball he's going to probably switch up taking the ball with like switch off taking the ball up with Harden and uh Like, when Kyrie has the ball, I think he's going to, like, more be asked to get his own bucket than create for the offense. Whereas when Harden gets the ball, he'll probably, like, run more plays, probably drive and kick in the lane, draw fouls and stuff like that. And also, when they were, like, making this trade, like, I feel like Kyrie wanted it to happen. You know, like, they probably had to get his approval when they were, like, go and get Harden yeah I doubt they would like make a trade for a guy like Harden without asking Kyrie like hey do you (laughs) like do you want to play with this guy yeah
1: that would be a disaster if they didn't
2: yeah so I feel like it's definitely like gonna end up working out and it seems like all three of them are like friendly so I feel like the chemistry will probably be pretty good like you saw the chemistry with Harden and KD was good right off rip like, oh, even yeah. without Kyrie, we'll still be nasty if we just have those two. I still so. think,
0: in my opinion, I still think that the Lakers have the best team in the league. Nah, I mean, we'll see. We'll I see. just don't uh, think – I, I just don't think um when it comes to, like – okay, obviously the starting five for Brooklyn is, like, incredible and, like, they have the best starting five for sure. But, like, I just don't see – um like, I see it working, but I don't see it working out to the fact of, like, them beating a team with LeBron and AD in the depth that they have now. Well. Because you got to remember, they
2: won last year, and
0: they still got better this year.
2: That's true. But if any team got better this year, it's got to be the Nets. Like, well, yeah, for sure. And then also, I think one thing that we're going to do to help kind of offset the lack of depth that we have, is, like, stagger Kyrie and uh, Harden's minutes. Like,
1: oh, yeah. Like, one start... of them is on the
2: floor at all times. Exactly. Like, they'll probably start and finish together. But probably for a lot of the game, like, they'll be switching off who plays. Like, how yeah. they do it with LeBron and AD. Yeah, base and, like, a lot of – and what the Blazers do with, like, Dame and CJ and stuff like that. Yeah, that would definitely be smart. I could see that. Yeah, that word. would definitely be smart. And people like have been saying that the net's depth is trash now, but we still have like good players off our bench like like uh and like Jeff Green and like now Claxton will get more of a chance yeah so uh, I don't know I, I, I don't mean, think it's I don't think it's that bad as bad as people make it out to be at least no 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 it's not
1: this, the depth isn't that bad but it definitely it definitely got
2: worse. If only we had Dinwiddie still, dude. Well, let's that would, say, yeah, that's a big loss. Yeah, that does fucking blow.
1: But mm-hmm. let's say let's say the Nets like decide that they want to make a move and try to get at least a little bit better, just bench wise. Like, how do they? How can they even do that now with no assets, really?
2: Yeah, with no picks, I mean, like, probably have to trade one of our young guys that we are hoping to develop, like to get a veteran who's like decent, you know.
1: I guess, but, like, there's nobody really left there. You traded –
2: The only guys I could think of that we could trade are, like, Claxton and Luauwu.
1: Right. Are there any – I
2: doubt we would trade Luauwu, though. Are there any guys
1: that could still play in free agency? I Uh, bet. I I can't think of anybody.
2: I, I bet there are. Like, I know we had Wilson Chandler last season and he was injured. Like, maybe we'll sign him back or something. Maybe yeah. he's still even on the Nets. I have no idea. I don't think he is.
1: But, um, but yeah, now they're that. Now I think that they're,
2: they're the favorite. Oh, no, community. yeah. Wilson Chandler's playing in China now.
1: Oh, uh, oh yeah. I, I, I think I saw something like that.
2: One person who was on the Nets previously and was good with us when he was healthy, who I know is trying to make an NBA comeback, is Jeremy Lin. Like, we might as well just sign him.
0: Honestly. Yeah. What happened with him in the
2: the Golden State Warriors? Like, that first. I think through. he, like, like some shit uh, it was, like, up. too late or something. Yeah. Because of stuff with his, like, Chinese contract or something like that. That's so gay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would really like to see him back in the league.
2: Yeah. Me, too. Uh, like he got, I know he got that ring on the Raptors, but it kind of sucked seeing him just ride the bench the whole time. Yeah. He's, like, a super, like, nice guy, too. Like, he deserves it. Yeah. I'd love to see uh, Lynn get another shot. And, and he was going to play with the uh, G League, like, team with Jalen Green and them, the Ignite team. Really? Yeah, that but I think crazy. he only played, like, one game with them or something like that. Yeah. That would have been wild. If they did it. Yeah. Like-
1: um, over a span of time, but um. So, what about uh, Mr. Crybaby, Kyrie Irving? What is going on with that guy? Do we even know Do- at this point? Like the last I heard, he, he was at like a family party, but said he was doing something else.
2: Conspiracy. Want to hear a conspiracy theory I have yeah. about Kyrie Irving? What's that? And this, there's a very <laughs> good chance all of <laughs> this is completely this? untrue. Yeah, yeah, for now, sure. This is what. I think could be possible. Kyrie's whole like first half of his career, like up until when he was on the Celtics, he wasn't seen as really a problematic player. Like he was super likable, super marketable. Everyone loved Kyrie, dude. He hit the shot in the finals and then he wanted to be on his own team. Like that's understandable. Like every player wants that. He goes to the Celtics. He's there. He's in Boston, a liberal city. He is, like, I don't know, getting in touch with his spirituality there, if you know what I mean, <laughs> while he's there. And, uh, yeah, you remember at the beginning of the season, Kyrie goes, I love it here in Boston. Like, right. I'm going to resign here when my contract yep. is up. And then, like, halfway through the season, that's when he just changed and goes, I don't owe nobody shit. Yeah, and I was like, he, what the f- – and then he, he becomes a problem. So Here's what I think happened. Kyrie, trying to go on a spiritual journey, took either shrooms or acid. And his brain, since that moment, got perma-fried. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Dude, I would not doubt that for one second. was I mean, an, an
2: asshole. That's the theory, dude. I don't know, dude. There, Kyrie went. There's it, it was literally like Kanye West, like, like con, like Kyrie Ky- went from being this guy who everyone loved, <laughs> like, like wasn't known for issues, was known for being a good basketball player and a cool guy, to like an enigma dude who's like yeah. known for being weird and creating problems. Well, I mean, like, Kanye has and bipolar and weird shit. <laughs> to <laughs> Kyrie might also well so, so maybe Kyrie disorder. has bipolar disorder I, or schizophrenia. Dude, nothing but is off
1: the table with that guy.
2: Bro. The way the switch just flipped like that, dude, like so seemingly instantly, I think I think that that one trip fucked him.
1: Dude, there's definitely something wrong with his head. Like no
2: doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, oh dude, When Kyrie was on the Cavs, or when he, or like even his first like half of a season on the celtics like you never heard about him doing this type of shit yeah i know and now he's out ignoring ignoring covid protocols like going to big bangers with no mask getting fined the fuck out of and yeah dude he got fined like
0: crazy yeah
2: yeah and like also doing that spiritual shit like burning the sage around the arena right and also being a dumbass and thinking the earth is flat
1: yeah, I don't know. you don't think it's just like that all just
2: came out of nowhere.
1: I heard some people were saying that they think it's because he's he's like this is his way of opting out of the season for like for covid reasons, but I don't think that's true because he could have done that before the season started. Like the right yeah, way. he
2: easily he easily could have just said I don't yeah. want to play this season right. and that would have been perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. But, dude, there's like something a pretty wrong. positive players had the option to do that. Like, I know in the NFL they did. Yeah, I'm right.
0: surprised Harden didn't do that
2: and just go to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, but now yeah, he's but... on the Nets and he loves basketball again. Yeah, he's going to hate it
0: when LeBron takes him down.
1: Yeah, he lost, like, 40 pounds overnight.
2: Yeah, that shit back Yeah, like, how does that happen? That man's weight <laughs> fluctuates more than, like, I don't know. Like, All right. It's, well, it's, if you want to, if you want to throw a theory
0: out there, I'll throw a theory out there myself. Well, Harden's fucking, bulimic. No, Harden's a shapeshifter. <laughs> Bro, have you ever seen the pictures of him like, like week by week, or like just couple days in between? Bro, yeah, he loses like thirty fucking pounds.
1: Yeah, loses or gains. Like it goes either way. It's like wild.
0: I don't think anybody's body actually works like that. No. I don't, I don't think so. Dude, what he
2: could be doing is, like, when he doesn't care about the season, he just pigs out, and then, like, he kn- he, like, knew he was going to get traded. He was caring less and less. So he just, like, either one started eating mad healthy and, like, caring about workouts but not caring about the team. Or B just eating the same amount and just pulling trig, so he lost weight instead of gaining it.
0: <laughs> you know what I think happened? I think he was while he was in Houston, he was just eating mad honey buns with Lil baby, and then right <laughs> before he got traded, he just stayed in a sauna for two days straight.
2: Right <laughs> just sweat out flight. straight honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: but I think well, the Rockets would be better with without him and putting Oladipo in the lineup.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Honestly, I don't know if they will, dude. Like, Harden and Christian will. Wood had such sick uh, chemistry. Yeah, but Harden like, might be I don't be know there. what that guy they have. That... But I don't know what guy that the Rockets have will be able to work as well with Christian Wood as Harden did. Like, dude, that, that's they were really right just there. the perfect fit. I'll stop you right there. John John motherfucking Wall. (laughs) I I mean, I knew that was going to be your answer, dude, but I just cannot see him having that same, like, chemistry. Dude, he can have
0: have a connection with anyone he wants, bro. First off, his passing is elite. His mid-range is elite, so that's going to pull defenders up and open up Christian Wood as well. Pick and rolls, he just works well with anybody.
2: Dude, I I hope so. Um, I I hope he still uh, has that good chemistry with C. Wood because – I just don't want the Christian Wood breakout to end, dude. He's just so fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he could also create – And it's so
2: dope how top top. he was undrafted and came up out the G League and now he might be an all-star. Like, that's a dope story, dude. Yeah, it really
1: is. Nobody really took a shot on him except for Detroit. Yeah. Um. What was it? Oh, yeah. One of, so, another one of my takes actually hit on on this uh, – on here. which what was, was Pretty sure I said eighty-five percent chance Harden gets traded to the Nets. I I don't I can't I can't tell you if I said like when or like had a deadline of it, but I definitely said eighty-five percent to the Nets. You
0: definitely
2: said yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I I was wrong. Like I I didn't think Harden was gonna get traded towards the debt till the deadline. Like I was super surprised. This was pretty out of nowhere, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. I thought I, was, I thought if anything, it was such a, like it
2: was such a random time in the season for such a yeah. blockbuster trade to go down for real.
0: Like when I saw it, like I woke up and saw it, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah,
2: like this man Harden already played in the Rocket City edition jersey, and now he's trying to get traded, but the season right. isn't even a quarter of the way over yet. <laughs> yeah, this but, doesn't I mean, it doesn't make sense.
1: It does, but it does kind of because the Rockets had to weigh all their options I know that the Sixers were offering them packages
2: and uh, another team too I forget okay dude that the what uh I was hearing about that Sixers package and oh my god if only uh the Rockets could have accepted that in time because that package was honestly so much well as a Nets fan I'm not unhappy about it Yeah, but that package was a lot better than the one we had, dude. It was like Ben Simmons, Maxi. Yeah, it was Ben Simmons, Maxi. I don't know. The the
1: Sixers didn't want to include Maxi. That was the thing.
2: No, what's the? It wasn't Maxi. It's the guy Thibault, dude. Thibault. Was it Thibault? Yeah, it was Thibault. Apparently, like their agents Simmons and Thibault told them, like prepare to be traded. Really? Yeah. So it was Simmons, Thibault, and Picks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but
1: I guess the Rockets wanted Maxie or something instead. Dude, that but was like you'd rather there. have
2: Victor Oladipo than Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I mean if you're looking at as a like as
0: looking at the Rockets how they are now. Like you just got John Wall, so why'd you get Ben Simmons?
2: I mean that is true. Like those are two kind of non shooting point guards. Yeah.
1: He did hit a three, though, this year. Which a miracle.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think I,
1: just one, though. He, I know he airballed yeah. the other day.
2: So, yeah, dude, ESPN, Howard, man. ESPN or Sports Center or something, they, like, posted it. It was like, Simmons for three. And I was like, yo, this man hit two already? And then it was just an airball. And I was like, wow, yeah, yeah, was really yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are really clowning him out here.
1: Yeah, they almost got me on that. Actually, they did get me. I thought I was expecting him to just wait. Yeah, I
2: was expecting it to go in, dude, and it was yeah. so short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but how could what? you be that bad? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah me don't know.
1: but speaking of him, yeah, I don't think he's been doing that well as of late.
0: I mean, you Simmons? Don't...
1: yeah, so, but I mean, Embiid has been picking up
2: the slack Yeah, you don't really have to when you got Embiid. Yeah, and Embiid's back. looking like an MVP candidate so far. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Maxi, Maxi's pretty nice too. Him, dude, those two Kentucky guards, quickly and Maxi, are showing out. Too bad Kentucky's sucking ass this year. Brandon Boston is
2: terrible. Yeah, dude. That's that's really disappointing. Like I thought Brandon Boston was gonna be really good, and I he's just he's... been so disappointing.
1: Dude, he's gonna have to stay another year there. If I was him, I would do that. He he looks like a he looks like he's playing high school ball or trying to play
2: high school ball or AA Dude, he looks ball. like he's just like forcing it.
1: Oh, he's forcing everything. I saw like a few games of him and he just looks terrible.
2: You know, I bring it up every week.
0: But what do you guys think about uh, LaMelo Ball, youngest player to ever uh, record Recorded a triple-double? Double. <laughs> it was solid, it's, too.
2: It's really nice that LaMelo is kind of, like, hitting his stride and making an impact this early into the season. Like, I knew LaMelo was going to end up having a big, like, part on the Hornets. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it would end up happening until, like, the end of the season. And he's already, like, showing he's kind of a leader on that yeah. team. And they have him in every close game. They have him in, in the
0: fourth quarter, rotating in with him and Biombo for defensive reasons.
2: Like <laughs> Biombo.
0: <laughs> but he plays he plays like big minutes too, and he's he's making a huge impact for that team in my opinion when I watch all their games. I feel like
2: Yeah, definitely. Him
0: like I like I'm not seeing much from Devontae Graham this year, but when him and Rogier are on the floor, like his connection with Bridges this year is like insane. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say Bridges insane. too.
2: Yeah, dude. Devontae Graham, his shooting this year is he's just been bricking his shots. You know? Yeah. Like, he, he's been really good at passing. Like, I'm pretty sure Devontae Graham has one of like the best assist to turnover ratios in the NBA right now, but he just can't hit a shot. Yeah. He, he played pretty well last night, though. He put up like 20 and had one of his best shooting games of the year. So I think he just kind of got off to a cold start. Yeah. Like, yeah. last year, he was scoring more points per game than Rosie or So. Yeah. I feel like he'll pick it up again.
1: I do like this Hornets team though. I think yeah. I think they have a good shot at making the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean shit. We gotta wait to see if my take will hit, but I had him in the eighth seed. Oh you, you did? did have him in the eighth seed, I, dude. I remember I did. that. Yep. Yeah, I think I left them out. Yeah. But that that would be like I would love to see them in the playoffs and that would be hype if they made it. Dude, I just oh, love shit. watching them play. Like
0: the way they run like they just run the whole game.
2: Yeah, they are so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, like in the the like the I've been saying it since the beginning of the year. That connection between Lamelo and Bridges is freaking elite, bro.
2: Yeah, some of the lobs Bridges has been catching from Lamelo have been ridiculous. Like he throws those shits down so hard, bro. Like if you at, like w- actually
0: watch the whole game, like he Lamelo sets people up perfectly, like perfectly.
2: Yeah, he, like you know, he cross court passes like it's no problem. Yeah, the way yeah. the way he
0: has like that, um, he'll drive Instinct. to the paint and keep one hand on the ball and instantly set somebody up. Oh, like, yeah. Um,
1: oh, oh, there's one more thing that I wanted to say. I wrote it down. I was watching uh the end of, I think this was like maybe a week ago, six days ago. It was the the um. The game where Jokic hit that buzzer beater to send it into overtime, Nuggets versus uh, Mavs.
0: Oh. Yeah, that was
1: that had a nice ending of the game. But I just, I need some Willie Cauley-Stein hate in here. Dude, oh, my God. That gosh. guy sucks. I he's watched him He is so bad, dude. And it looks like he, he doesn't play with, like, any hustle or sense of urgency.
0: Dude, he, I've been saying this for a long time now. Like, it every time he's on the court, it looks like he could care less. Yeah. He's just out there, and that's what he does. Like even he was on he was on the Warriors last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like dude, he was playing big minutes because they had (laughs) such a shit team, and bro, he did absolutely
2: like nothing.
1: He honestly should. Yeah, I remember when he was. He's
2: terrible. I remember when he was on the when he was on the Kings like early in his career, like everyone would talk about like every season, like oh Willie Cauley Stein has all this potential, he's gonna break out this year, and then he just never would. (laughs) And I remember Willie Cauley-Stein said in an interview, like, he was like, I think I could have the same type of impact that Kristaps Porzingis has. And we were like, bro, what? Like, you, first of all, you do not shoot the basketball. Second of all, you do not run. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was the last guy down the court every time. And Jokic was giving him the work, and he was just like, eh. Like, eh, what can I do? Basically, that was his body language on the court.
0: Like well he, I mean when it is Jokic, there's not much you can do, but yeah, I, mean, yeah. dude, I
2: thought uh I thought coming out of Kentucky he might be pretty good because he was so athletic Same. and like at Kentucky he had a lot of hustle. Like where did he, he got the bag yeah, he, and he just stopped caring? Dude, I he got guess. the bag,
0: got all the tats, and he didn't give a fuck anymore.
2: But well, oh, he had the tats in college, dude, this man was inked up from yeah, day Yeah, but he one. has an O D now. Now he's got the face tats and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
1: What, what, what it, didn't he rename himself like Trill or Willie
2: Trill? Yeah, he though? changed. He changed his middle name to Trill or something <laughs> like that. So he's Willie Trill Callie Stein. Dude, he's got like four face tats. Yeah, he does. You know who's yeah, actually looks really
0: good this season though for Dallas that I wasn't expecting. Kleba. Who? No. Um. Fuck. Richardson. His, no. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name. Um. Shit, he has the father
1: that was in the NBA. The father, oh Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah,
0: Tim Hardaway. He's actually been really good for them this year.
1: Really, I haven't been paying attention
0: to him. Really, yeah, he's been doing really well. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I remember last year he, him and Luca played super well together. Like playing alongside, uh, playing alongside Luca really helped him unlock a new level to his game. Yeah, Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was balling out again this year. Yeah, they're, like, not a fun team
0: to watch at all, but they're just, like, solid all around.
1: Yeah, yeah. they. I mean, they have a lot of uh, – they have a good supporting cast for sure, which, which not a lot of people, like, realize because I think Kaliba is underrated um, and so is Dwight Powell a little bit and Hardaway yeah. too and all those – like, Josh Richardson they just brought in, so.
0: I think they're just such, like, a solid team. And nobody really watches and great them coach. and nobody talks about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, if I see a Mavericks game on, there's no chance I'm turning it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like, I watched I know, it though, but good thing I did. Because it came down
0: there. I, I know they're always gonna be a good game, but it's just like uh, do I really want to see Luka, Luka, though, you, Yeah, but do I really wanna see him do his slow ass step back and uh, score all of his points at the free throw line? Like, not really. I guess,
1: but he'll he'll i will watch that shit. He'll, he'll throw in a nice flashy pass every now and then
2: though. Yeah, I'll just go watch Lomelo. My nah, dude, he's out here <laughs> saucing people, dude. Luca is sick.
0: No, I'm not. No, I'm not taking that away from him. He's definitely like great, but has
1: uh, he ever thrown sure. down?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he dunks.
1: He has. Cu- I've ever seen him thrown down. Throw down. No, he's had actually, a I've seen him
2: dunk nice. before. Like if oh. if he has the lane, he'll dunk it. All right. Okay. I haven't seen it. But. He goes for that one-handed slam. Yep, every time.
1: Yeah, well, all I got to say is Jokic, dude, he's looking nice this year. That's yeah. Sure.
2: Like, I
1: don't know how he makes so too bad much. The
2: nuggets, uh, too bad the Nuggets are kind of, like, getting screwed by their loss of depth from last year. Oh, and
1: defense. And defense also, is not good.
2: Uh, yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. having COVID. They're still better than the yeah. Clippers,
1: though. So. Dude, I think the defense is, like, 25th in the league.
2: Yeah, their defense like has been really bad this year. Uh, like, losing Jeremy Grant definitely did oh, not help them at all. No, not a, not in the slot. Oh, God, that's
1: – not him not on the team is just hurting them.
2: Yeah, it is rough for them without him. Yeah. But uh, talking about Jeremy Grant, their power forward from last year, I think this is the perfect kind of springboard to get into our top ten power forwards list for this upcoming season.
1: The, well, didn't we include him in this small forward? Let's oh yeah, we did. <laughs> but,
2: for the, but for the for the Nuggets, he was a power forward. But for the Pistons, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. a small forward. Yeah. All right, let's do you it. Know the vibes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Quick disclaimer: we just got to say this uh, before. Uh, we're not including Jaron Jackson Jr. Although he may play this season, just because the timetable for his return is so kind of oh, like yeah. shaky. Yeah. Like, no one really knows when he's going to come back. So for that reason, he's not gonna be found on these lists because he could come back next week or he might sit out the whole season and yeah. there's just no way to know. So do you guys want to start with yours or should I just get into this real quick?
1: Uh I mean I go can ahead. do I'll do I can go I can do mine like, real quick. I don't have to like All right, let's hear it. go into too much depth. So I got yeah. I'm gonna go love even like even though it was like kind of on the uh Fence about it Just because he hasn't Played yet and, um
2: Love at 10 He's getting
1: up there In the age So um, Yeah love at 10 Honorable mentions are, I think they have The same as Nick So um, uh, Then at 9 I'm going Aaron Gordon mm. Uh, And then At 8 John Collins I think Aaron Gordon And John Collins Are kind of actually Like this Almost the same player Now that I think about it You but, think? It's just John Collins is a better shooter. And, and actually, you know he's a little more dynamic than Gordon. He can handle the ball a little bit. He could. He's a better shot blocker. So you know what? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna.
2: Yeah, and I feel like out. John Collins just plays to his strengths a lot more than Aaron Gordon does too. Yeah, like, I feel like Aaron Gordon tries to act like a wing, and it really like hurts him because that's not how he's most effective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, forget, forget I said that. Um. Hmm. Then at, after John Collins at seven, I got poor Zingis.
2: Poor Zingod.
1: Yeah, I'm putting poor Zingis there below all these other guys because right, dude, he's just so injury prone. He's he's
2: yeah, he really is. He's like without the court. injuries. Without the injuries, I feel like poor Zingus would be an elite power forward, like one of the like by, like. In that top three with AD and Giannis, if he yeah. wasn't getting injured every single season, right?
1: But I mean, he's still he still got to be seven, because yeah, he's definitely, got, dude, he's got so many moves in his in his
2: bag. Um, he can. He's uh, just so skilled at seven three. Yeah, it's
1: insane. I mean, he was a little more agile on the Knicks before he got injured, but he's mm-hmm. still he's he's still um, he's still pretty quick. Um, definitely and for his and size. Yeah, and explosive. Plus, he's plus he's a good shot blocker, rim protector. So, mm-hmm. but um, after Porzingis at six, I got Randall. My guy Julius. I would not have met six, if um, if if this was before the season because I had no idea that this was coming. But he's dude. He's making plays for other guys on the team this year. He's not forcing up dumbass shots. He's shooting when he like. He's shooting when he absolutely needs to or has an open shot. So he's looking nice. Um,
2: so yeah, dude. I, he's definitely looked a lot better this year. Looked like a lot smarter of a player, and that's yeah. definitely really helped him out and helped the Knicks out because they're actually kind of respectable this season. Right, yeah,
1: and he's actually playing good defense this year too, which I did especially did not see coming. But um, after Randall, I got Zion. And I mean, mm. I, it is a little bit of a stretch. And I think about it, i him at five. I mean, second year, and he didn't even play a full year his first. But dude, he's just so he just affects the game too many ways, and he's just too explosive. Just I can't sleep on him a little bit. So mm. I have him there, and then I got Siakam at four, and I got some bonus at three. I have some bonus over Siakam because he's a better so passer. So far
2: this year. Yeah, so far this year, that would be the right call so yeah. far, at least. Yeah,
1: but I'm I'm a big fan of Sabonis, honestly. Which I didn't even know, but was Sabonis included in the uh, Odepo trade to the NPG? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was. That's crazy, dude. Dude, the Pacers won that trade.
2: Yeah, um, they did, dude.
1: Yeah, but I didn't even know that until recently. Um. So yeah, I got Sabonis over him. I think I think he's a better rebounder. Um, defender, no, not as good as defender, but he's not too far off, but, um, yeah, I got Sabonis, then I got Giannis and AD, I got AD at one, Giannis at two, just, uh, just because, yeah, had LeBron to help him with the championship, but, you know, he's got the ship, he's a better shooter, just as good of a defender, almost, just about, actually, and yeah, that's about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were, like, debating, like, should it be AD or Giannis for Defensive Player of the Year last year? And a lot of people were upset it wasn't AD. So I'd say defensively, too, they're still on, like, the same level. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude, so let me get into mine. Uh, There's definitely a couple differences between mine and yours, but we'll, we'll get into that real quick. So in my honorable mentions, I have a couple guys I know you had on the list. So, in here, I got Kevin Love, just because th- – these past few years, we've seen Kevin Love's on the decline, you know. All right. And, uh, he's starting off this year injured. Like, you got to expect him to decline more. And that team, they're going younger. They're kind of entering a rebuild. Like, they got the Sexton Garland, the Sexland backcourt. Yep. I feel like Kevin Love will probably be on the move soon, have a smaller role wherever he is. But it's still a, still a good player, so that's why he's an honorable mention. Then I got LaMarcus. I'd say pretty similar case to Kevin Love, honestly. Like, his role is declining. He's getting older. The Spurs are kind of going towards more of a youth movement with DeJounte, Keldon, Lonnie Walker, Derek White, all those yeah. guys. So, I feel like he's on the decline as well, but still definitely a good player. Blake mm-hmm. Griffin, all three of those guys, I really feel, are in the same boat. Like they're oh, same, yeah. Ours in their prime. Now they're just on the decline on teams that are all kind of rebuilding. And they just they just miss out on the top 10 for me. Okay. So my next honorable mention is Aaron Gordon. Like, Aaron Gordon, he's a great player, great athlete, very versatile, especially on defense. But offensively, I've always felt like Aaron Gordon just doesn't really know his role. Like, I feel like he does not really mm-hmm. help your team very much, and that, like, has been shown in the Magic's kind of lack of success. And also, he hasn't really, like, shown a lot of improvement. Like, I remember – he he's kind of been this good since like his third year in the league. Yeah, know? he kind
1: yeah he did like stall
2: a little bit. And people expected him to really take like next steps and like become a more uh, polished perimeter scorer. Yeah, because he was what third 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 overall. He pick. was fourth overall. Yeah, fourth. fourth? Yeah. Mhm. So, I mean, that's why I just have him uh, just missing out. Like he he's a good player. But uh, I feel like on another team where he'd be able to play more to his strengths, he'd definitely be better. But he just misses out for me. And then this guy, I got to talk about him, Chris Boucher. Like, oh, he, yeah. I don't, I don't want to put him in my top ten because – I almost did. I mean, this could be fluky, you know? Like, mm-hmm. his weird slingshot, like, it doesn't look convincing to me. Yeah. And he's so skinny, dude. Like, I feel like he's going to, like – get beat up or injured or something like I feel like he's gonna break every time (laughs) but I mean the numbers don't lie and this man has been an absolute animal to start the season like I'm pretty sure he's like first in the league in player efficiency he's out here swatting people draining threes scoring in the post just he's just been nasty like so efficient as hell it's it's been really short it's been a little fluky like this is only like his second season in the actual nba too other than the g League. so yeah i don't know how much i want to trust it just yet but i gotta talk about boucher a little bit right now you know because his he deserves to be given some praise after the way he's been balling he just misses out on my list if he continues this all year he'll definitely be on it by the end of the year. But just right now, I'm going to – I'm not going to be too optimistic.
1: Yeah. All that's right. What, that's what I was thinking. I got to see more of him.
2: Exactly. So, at number 10, I got Draymond. Like, if you just look at the numbers for Draymond – like, well, Draymond's never been a numbers guy. Like, if you look at the numbers for him right, right. now, you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this man's only averaging, like, six points, <laughs> like, six assists, like, five rebounds. Like, I mean, yes – But also, like, you think about the Warriors when we first started the season this year. Like, they were getting clapped every game. Yeah. And since Draymond's come back, he's helped them become a respectable team again. Like, his impact on defense, uh, moving the ball on offense, his leadership, chemistry with Steph Curry, like, that that just goes unnoticed on the box score, you know? And I'm not a fan of Draymond don't get it. Like I, I personally, I don't like Draymond. Like his attitude pisses me off, but mm-hmm. I got to respect the impact he has. And if I like were in the NBA, I feel like Draymond is a guy that I would enjoy having on my team, you know? So I got to give him his credit where it's due. That's why I got him at number 10
1: mm-hmm.
2: at number nine. I got Julius Randall. Like that man, he, he's been balling out to start this year. I mean, I, he's, definitely been proving me kind of wrong I've never really been a big fan of Julius Randle I thought Obi Toppin was going to come right in and take his spot and Julius was going to be coming off the bench but I mean it looks like yeah Julius has a a strong grip on that starting power forward spot and I doubt he's going to let up on it anytime soon with the way he's been playing like he's taking a lot smarter of shots playing stronger passing the ball something he never did before and playing defense something he never did before and he's still out here grabbing boards and playing strong in the paint so i mean he's really just putting it all together nicely so that's why i got him at nine at eight i got tobias harris i mean i know you guys had him on your small forwards list yeah like in my eyes tobias is a power forward so that's why i didn't include him in mine i wanted to save him to put him here uh, and on the Sixers, I feel like he is their power forward too. So I I just personally felt it was more fitting to put him here. But you got we, we kinda of talked about Tobias last episode. Like he's a, a great wing scorer for at the power forward position, great shooter, good driver, good ball handling skills for his size, solid rebounder, solid defender. Like Tobias is just a good complimentary guy to have on your team, fringe star player. That's why I got him at eight. Mm-hmm. But Tobias he's also peaked like we I, I don't see him getting much better than the than the height he re- reached on the clippers you know yeah me so uh, that's why that's why I got him at eight uh, at number seven I got John Collins uh, I think John Collins and Trey Young th- I think that's a perfect pairing like I think they're the modern day version of Steve Nash and Amari, or at least they're going to be when they hit their prime huh, like, I can see that John, John Collins's athletic ability. And his and his versatile offensive game with his ability to put the ball on the floor and drive to the rim, his ability to shoot the three ball at a, a fishing clip for a big man, and his ability to uh, pick and roll and finish over you and pop and take the jumper. Like, his offensive game is just so versatile. And I know his defense has been criticized. But his standstill rim protection is, like, at least solid. Yeah. And I feel like his defense has gotten a little better this year. And with time to mature, that'll just continue to improve. Yeah. Especially with all slouch. the – Especially with, like, the – Like, all the multi-positional players they have on their team, like Reddish and Hunter and Okongwu. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like their system's going to have a lot of switching and that – uh, Just in that, Collins is going to have to become a better defender. And I think he will. Yeah. So, I got him at number 7. Uh, at 6, I got Zion. I mean, as good as I just said John Collins is, I feel like Zion's potential is just through the roof. You know, like he's an athlete like we've never seen before. Like, everyone knows who Zion is. 6-6, six, six, like 285, 46-inch vertical. Like the man is a freak of nature. He's been scoring efficiently this year like everyone expected him to. And I feel like just the more time he has, the more menacing and just a complete wrecking ball he's going to be. Yeah. So that's why I got Zion at six. Like the Pelicans haven't been extremely good to start the season. And on defense, Zion kind of has been a liability, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's so young. Like you, you just got to give him time. For sure. At at five, I got poor Zingus Like, I mean, he hasn't been necessarily great in his first two games so far, but you can't expect him to be after coming off a major season-ending injury, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, like, I feel like with more time, and we saw last year when he was healthy at the beginning of the bubble, Porzingis and Luca are an elite duo. Oh, they're the perfect match for each other. Yeah, and in the Mavs system, like, they are both positioned to produce at an elite level every night. and I know right now and I know Porzingis has his injury issues and I know he's kind of rusty right now coming back but at full strength which I think he will reach within a couple weeks this season like he's one of the best shooting big men in the league he has ridiculous size and length and yeah and ridiculous athleticism at that size and length and just the skills of a shooting guard basically so yeah. once Porzingis is at full strength I I just which I think he will be at some point this season I just can't leave him out of my top five you know understandable so at four I got Sabonis like you you uh you talked about Sabonis and covered pretty much everything like he's he's definitely been taking a step up this year great scorer in the post passer from the post really the offensive engine on the Pacers right now Yeah, and, I mean Sam he's not Browning. great at
1: Brydon's yeah. been
2: nice too, but yeah. Yeah, if only Levert could have played a part in that too, but yeah. I mean, hopefully he can soon. But uh, yeah, dude, Sabonis—he so he's just a great offensive big man, a great rebounding big man. His defense isn't great, but he's smart on that end. He at least kind of is in the right place at the right time, even though he's not the most athletic guy. Yeah, and he does uh, take he's definitely. Yeah, he's definitely been a, a breakout player this year if yeah. he wasn't last year. so
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a star last year. So.
2: Yeah, putting him in the top four definitely feels like uh, the right move to me. And even though he's been playing better than the guy I got number three, I just got to give Siakam the nod. I mean, a lot of people like to make fun of Siakam because his offense is predictable with the spin move and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like Siakam is kind of being asked to do too much right now. Like, I feel like Siakam is an elite number two option. But having Siakam as the number one option on your team, like, I feel like that just doesn't work because he's not a, he's not a shot creator. You know? Yeah, no,
1: he's not.
2: And, and, they're, and that's what they're trying to ask him to do. Right. And I just, I just think that's asking him to play out of his role. But all the other stuff Siakam does is just so good. Like he's a respectable three-point shooter for a big man. He's extremely athletic and mobile. He can switch on defense. He can block and steal the ball. He can handle it a little on offense and transition. Yeah. Like he, like he, they're just kind of asking him to do too much. But we saw last year, like. Siakam was a starter in the All-Star game, and that was for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's – and even though he's coming out of the gate kind of slow right now, it's not like by any means he's having a bad season. Like, his numbers are still pretty good. Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: I mean, it's just that – it's just that Lowry on the decline doesn't
2: help him at all. Definitely. I mean, Siakam is still putting up 19 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists, which, like – all is said and done. That's not up to his standards, but those are solid numbers, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, like, throughout this season, they'll get better because I feel like he's a better player than the way he's playing right now. And then at 2-1, and one, I completely agree with you, dude. I got Giannis 2, AD 1. I mean, definitely a really tough call, but just the way Giannis folds in the playoffs year after year, Mm -hmm. I can't put him above AD who's shown that he's ready to step up in those big moments. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking regular season, it's really a toss up. Like they both excel in their own ways. Like AD is a better scorer. Giannis is more physical, a better facilitator, but they both have their strengths and weaknesses that both elite defenders that like help them, each have a great case to be number one. Like you say yeah. AD or Giannis, I wouldn't say you're wrong. Yeah. But just because of the way Giannis folds in the playoffs every year and teams know how to game plan against him, whereas you can't really do that for AD, exactly. that's why I got to give AD the leg up and the nod at number one. Yep. So Agreed. there's my list. All right, DJ, let's hear yours, bro.
0: All right, I'm not even going to go through the honorable mentions just because, like, all of ours are basically the same, yeah. especially me and yeah. Nick. Um, uh, I got to give it to Draymond Green at num- number 10 just because he just impacts the game so well. And mm-hmm. like you said before, um, when he came back, they became a respectable team. And at uh, number nine, I'm going to have to buy into the hype with uh, Chris Boucher. Um, I all heard- right, I-, I fuck with it. I think just this season, from what I've seen so far, because I watched a bunch of their games, he just he does pretty much everything, and he looks good doing it, except for uh, when he shoots a three. Like you said, it's, it's a little iffy. but um,
2: It goes I'm, in, though, yeah, at least gonna, for now.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna still rock with him. Um, yeah, so I'm going to buy into the hype on him at number nine. I got John Collins at number eight. Um, I only put him here just because, as of right now, I think Julius Randle's playing better than him. And obviously that's not saying much because Collins uh, is a really really good player, and I could if you if I had to choose I would say Collins is a better player. Um, but as of right now I got um, Randall at seven um, next. Um, there's not much to really say about him, but he's just been putting up numbers this year, so
2: he has. So I have him
0: there. Um, and then I have Porzingis. I just think um, even though he hasn't played. Except for two games, I just think when he does come back into full swing of things, him and Luca, that pairing is just elite. And uh, Porzingis, as we all know, he has a huge bag, so that's why I have him there. Um, Porzingis
2: is a beast, dude. Yeah. And people forget about that, I feel, because he's injured so often.
0: Exactly. And uh, if he wasn't injured this year, I'd probably have him over Siakam. But next, I have Siakam. Um, he hasn't have been having a great season, but like you said before, like. I do feel like they're asking him to do a lot, especially because their team is doing so bad right now. Mm. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's not much to say about Siakam. He's just a solid player all around, two-way guy. Um, I got to give the nod to Zion at number four this season. I just think – Four? I think he's he's just been having a really, really good season. I mean, we didn't see him play last year a lot, but um, he just seems like – unstoppable at this point um like he didn't get any smaller um from last year if anything he got bigger so i mean he's been taking everyone to the paint even tonight i saw him get a like a crazy poster and he he, like basically he was under the basket already off two feet so like i think he's he's just uh just having a really really good season so i'm gonna give him the nod at four
2: dude Um, i can't wait till when zion just has like an open lane and Gets to calm down and absolutely body. So, exactly. like I can't. That's gonna happen one day, and when it does, it is gonna be so insane.
0: <laughs> I think it's gonna happen this season for sure.
2: I mean, I hope
0: so. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. And, um, as of right now, uh, I'm gonna put Sabonis at three just because he's been having such a good season, and every time I watch him, he just does everything on the floor. Yeah, like, um and i know you guys said before his defense a little shaky but like he's a really good perimeter defender from what i've seen so far um like he could he could guard multiple positions um so i'm gonna have to put him at number three and same thing as you both said Giannis and ad i'm really huge on ad um i think he's just as good if not better defender a hundred percent better shooter than Giannis. and uh their inside their inside game is pretty um, pretty much the same at the rim, but especially in the post and the mid-range game, AD has it on lock over Giannis. But, um, and
1: back to the basket, that,
2: too.
0: Yeah, but uh, besides that, that's my list.
2: All right. I mean, Word, I like it, dude.
0: Yeah, I know. It's
2: I a know nice this. variety in the power forward list, but overall I feel like we mostly have all the same guys. Yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Yep. all right. Well, I think after that. I think think, uh, think we're good.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything uh, important. We'll be back next week with the centers and then some more news. Yep. All right.
1: Well, boys, I'll see you in the next one.
2: All right. Take it easy, people.
1: Peace.